0: In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms.
1: The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture. Your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror.
2: There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies.
3: Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the Forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin.
0: We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion.
3: And banish the unworthy back to the abyss.
2: What hidden gems will we find on our exploration?
3: What mediocre plot lines will we unearth?
0: And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter.
3: I'm Lily. I'm
1: Sam.
0: And hello from obscurity.
3: This April Fool's episode of Hello from Obscurity.
2: I certainly feel like a fool.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lily actually joke,
1: jokes on all of us. Yeah. Lily really didn't want us to watch this movie. She watched a completely <laughs> different movie, and we're
3: all going in blind. We're it's watching. true.
0: Go on. Right.
3: We're watching Citizen Kane. No. <laughs> um, so... This movie is the 2014 American rom com starring America's Ass, Chris Evans, and Michelle Monahan playing it cool.
2: I think you totally did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You made a sound during the Warrior 3 pose.
0: <laughs> what pose is that? Okay, let me refresh your memory. <laughs> oh, that, noise. that was me.
3: I do it all
2: the time. <laughs> what? What's the deal with you and Stuffy? Oh,
3: that is not his name.
2: Isn't it, though?
3: <laughs> I don't know. We'll probably get married. Probably. You don't um, sound so sure. No, I mean, we, we talk about it, you know, every
1: few months. We, we kind of sit down and we discuss it. And Sounds romantic.
2: Woo! Woo. They, st- they sure are cool.
3: They are so cool. It's important for you guys to know how cool they are in this. Hmm. So it was um yeah it was a very limited release and it was mostly how I saw it was just video on demand at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone actually saw this in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think it's one of those where they just kind of threw it out and you can uh, I watched it on Voodoo. For free,
2: mm, we paid for it.
1: We played for it like fools.
2: <laughs>
3: April ah. fools.
2: Yeah, we didn't have voodoo on our TV, so. oh my <laughs> God. there's Eat that again, three dollars gone.
3: <laughs> so, um, just a little bit of info about the cast. I'm just kind of looking at the overview right now, and Chris Evans' character um, is credited as me. Yeah, yeah Chris no Evans name.
2: and Michelle Monahan Is don't her. have names.
3: So it's yeah, I me. I noticed that
0: in the subtitles.
3: And her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just a little, little interesting there. And so uh, Chris Evans stars as me, a screenwriter in LA. Shout out, Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't 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 link me this with This is perfectly this.
2: accurate to Sam's experience in 100%. Hollywood.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we've
0: done two movies now about a screenwriter. Oh god, we
2: have in
1: it's almost LA. like writers in like LA.
3: really just like writing about themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's true. And um so he uh, his agent, Brian Starring Anthony Mackie, Woo. uh wants him to Um, he got, he thinks he can get him a job writing, uh, doing an action movie, writing an action movie and then going on set for six weeks in Malaysia, which apparently is like the best thing that could happen to anyone ever.
0: Peter, are you going to (laughs)
2: Malaysia? No, I can say from experience, a lot of people don't like leaving the city to go make movies.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But it was like the way Anthony Mackey talked about it, it was like six weeks in Malaysia, Malaysian women, like like they're like this like the best breed of women, like they're uh-huh. caring, they're sensual, they're I, they're maternal. It's like I, what? Uh, no,
1: what? I mean, they they get a lot more. Uh, they get more graphic explicit. about
3: it. Yeah. I, oh, and you I, can I, rip them apart. He said. I was like, god. oh my god. He yeah. just, his character wanna, was odd. I want it's to love strange. something one day, like Anthony Mackie loves Malaysia. Like <laughs> Kind of love. It's not for Chris Evans and Michelle Monaghan. It's Anthony Mackie's love for Malaysian women. I just want to say true
0: romance in this one.
1: Uh, yeah. Without without giving away too much about probably what we'll get into later as far as like opinions and stuff. I was wondering with with this pick, Lily. Uh, because this is the third in your yes. like romance trilogy, and I'd yes. say the first two you picked seem to be movies that you really like. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I wonder if this is a movie that Lily like really likes. This before we started watching it, or if this is one that like Lily wanted to talk about and like rip to shreds. And as soon as they started the whole, like, <laughs> Malaysian women cons- comments, I turned to Peter and I go, Lily hates this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. I, I, so I'm also worse. curious of how Lily is reacting to this movie because yeah, I yeah. hated everyone. <laughs>
1: Think, Actually, like, not his friends.
0: What? I liked his friends, most of them. I
1: almost feel like like the way that Peter and I were watching this, maybe we can just come straight out and, and just so we can fully like dive into this yeah. with like, our opinions out in the yeah. open. We, it's a 90-minute
3: yeah. movie. We'll
1: have time.
2: We, yeah, we said probably both of us wouldn't have been able to finish the movie if we weren't watching it together and ripping it to shreds while watching it.
0: Ugh boy i I had a little bit of a same experience i was i i was ready to like just kind of fake it till i make it i did Uh finish the movie and i'm glad i did because the third act's definitely the best but my my it was it was a little hard to get through
3: i
1: think this is like a fun pick though because like man there is so much so much to to talk about with this i don't know if we start with the like constant like racism or sexism (laughs) but like there's a lot so many
2: stereotypes once again this movie came out in 2014 this is post captain america 2
3: he could be in anything the keys the the gates of hollywood couldn't be further open to him like he made it he's one of the highest paid actors ever Such a star-studded cast. That's what I was going to say. There's so so
1: many people people in
0: this. It was a cavalcade. I was like Aubrey Plaza, Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Martin Starr, and then Kyle Mooney showed up.
1: Luke Wilson.
2: Yeah, Yeah, here, real real quick. We got Chris Evans, Michelle Monaghan, Topher Grace, Aubrey Plaza, Luke Wilson, Martin Starr, Anthony Mackie, uh, uh, Patrick Warburton, uh,
1: (laughs) Ashley Tisdale, Ashley Tisdale, Matthew Matthew Morrison.
2: Morrison. Matthew Morrison, Peyton
0: List. Uh, I mean, it keeps going and going. There was an older actress that like showed up at the end who I was like, oh my gosh, you've been in stuff too. And you're in like one scene. Yeah. I'm trying to find her now, but I was shocked that she was there.
3: The guy who played the grandpa uh, was also in stuff that I recognized. Yeah. He seemed familiar. He's in Boogie
0: Nights. He's, um. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's been in good stuff.
0: Beverly They've D'Angelo. All been in good That's stuff. I was thinking of.
3: Beverly D'Angelo. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh.
3: So I I should probably give a little reasons as to uh why I. Yeah. Sorry to like derail. This. Yeah. <laughs> this, like I just couldn't hold
2: it back. Yeah. We haven't said what the movie really is yet.
3: Yeah. I
0: know. <laughs> sorry.
2: Go yeah. On, sorry. Really.
3: So I think for the first two, it felt like ones. And you guys are spot on. I really like. Um, I like I really like parts of W.E., and I like all of Ondine as a movie. And I think those ones, I really like them. And it felt like audiences, for whatever reason, they didn't get the response. But mm-hmm. a lot of rom-coms I like now did get a response and are really well-known and loved. Mm-hmm. And there were a few that I thought about doing for this one that I thought still were obscure enough, but it didn't feel like there would be enough to talk about. I was like... Well, they're obscure, <laughs> but they're but they're like they make sense. That might yeah. I felt like the conversation because I thought I would picture like how we would talk about some of them, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if it can sustain a whole because mm-hmm. they're just good. Like yeah, there's probably. not a lot to really like. T- or well, because a lot of ones we've talked about are good, but there's still a lot to unpack. Yeah, and they like, either have
1: like some sort of like depth, or like oh, let's like analyze this kind of thing. Yeah, I and I could see a rom com maybe not having as much of that Depth. like if it's good. Hey, you know there's some good really good rom-coms out there. Don't don't shame a good rom-com.
3: And either. I do think this is also really emblematic. So this came out in 2014. We were freshmen in college mm-hmm. and that,
1: God, sorry. In that yeah. context of like we were in college and this was made like yeah. already like cuz things are already well, getting like a little bit more like, you know, in when we were in high school, like, you know, this wouldn't have been uh great but
0: well i knew we were in trouble when the two like productions had some weird like animation to their logos and i was like i've never heard of these dude (laughs) voltage pictures
2: yeah voltage pictures looks like a rejected last of us level yeah like like, for a fucking production company i've never heard of yeah.
3: yeah And um, I think this is really emblematic of, in my opinion, the dearth of good rom-coms that are being made today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think the other movies were emblematic of things I like or like stuff that I think we should bring back. This is what we need to fix. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yeah. This is the diagnosis of, like, this is the the problem. So now Uh, we can fix it, but first we got to realize what's wrong with it.
0: Well, Lily, can I ask, and maybe this is a spoiler for, like, would you save it or not, but do you like this movie? (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I can't tell.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff
0: I see that you would like in this movie, especially (laughs) the stars, but, like, I can't tell.
3: (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm <laughs> oh, um, I really liked what it tried to do sometimes, but I just think this movie needs to go on Adderall Cut. like this movie tries to do so much and say so much while doing so many other things and just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what'll work so i I don't like it. I can definitively okay. say I don't like it, but I'm really going to like talking about it.
1: Yeah, no, that is exactly how I felt. I was like, oh my God, this is like a roaring trash fire, but I'm going to have so much fun just like tossing stuff on the flames yeah. for this.
2: Well, speaking of which, Lily, why don't you tell us what this movie's about?
3: Yeah,
1: let's let's get into it.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to kind of go, I'm going to plow through some of the summary here. Um, so... Again, he wants to do action. His agent makes him uh, write a romance starring, apparently, Matthew Morrison and Ashley Tisdale are already, like, gun-ho for this. They're going to be the leads in it. Um, And his buddy Scott, played by Topher Grace, um, he, to me, he's who should have been the lead for this. I thought the exact same thing.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It felt like... You could have Chris Evans, but have him play more of this character or just have Tover Grace be the lead. Um, So they clearly very different ideas about love. Kind of a classic, like we're talking about rom-com and pop culture in a bookstore or in a record store. Like, let's unpack pop culture together. Um, And then he sees her, Michelle Monaghan, at this charity event. And they really just, just head it off. They start doing these social experiments with people, um, which I don't really think are that funny. I wouldn't really like if people no. walked up to me and, and did that, especially if I had to, like, put on spanks and high heels for a thing. Like, I would yeah. not have...
2: This liked... is, like, the, yeah, the is... primo era of doing annoying things and calling it a social experiment.
1: <laughs> right, oh, yeah. What is their social experiments to see who they can, like get the most flirtation in with or something like all these random people at the well, event. Well it's like
0: the opposite like she'll she'll compliment them on the money as or on their like bodies like how men uh, do that to women and then he'll compliment them on like how rich they are. Oh uh,
2: wow. <laughs> right, like she, scientists of our age. Yeah yeah. And like that was their walk- first
0: interaction.
3: Right like she just walks up to someone and goes nice ass and then he sits down next to a woman and is like you know what the sweatshirt's made out of Boyfriend material. And it's like... Like, I think they think that's hilarious.
1: This movie really thinks everything it does is hilarious. Like, it thinks it's, like, breaking boundaries.
0: I must say that Avengers... Came out two years and the, two years before, and I loved Avengers, but it does have a lot of those like we're being funny right now mm-hmm. moments. So I mean, it, it it's is really trying to go for, like broad like,
1: audience appeal with these <clears throat> jokes.
0: But it's it's classic like Josh Whedonism in yes. this movie because that was what was popular in 2012, 2013, and maybe maybe this guy missed the boat in 2014. <laughs> <Right? clears throat> Yeah, i don't I'm know i'm
2: looking at it now um there's there's two writers credited uh one of the main ones is uh uh this dude his name disappeared paul vickner um he has written two movies both of them came out in 2014 both of them are rom-coms what's the other one uh an uh, another chris evans affair called before we go
3: i of doing that one, but that one was better than this one, so yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. I
2: Technically speaking, he did write a third movie. That movie is just within this movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: I a know, very uh, meta movie. I don't
2: know if you guys noticed that when Chris Evans like does finally write his screenplay, he Boy, look- shows it, and on screen it says Paul Vickner <laughs> Hmm.
0: Okay. So oh my God.
1: <laughs> wait, is that who me is? Me, as may, Bec- yeah, may, yeah, me is, is maybe Paul. Yeah, maybe maybe me Bec- is Paul. Um,
0: well, it was it was kind of a weird movie.
2: Yeah. I'll just
0: say, I mean, that beginning was odd, but also like him talking about like how he doesn't like love. I was oh yeah, like, oh, Lily my did. Oh god, you, did what a we... cliche.
3: And even yeah. in his
0: uh, his weird flashbacks with like his babysitter was really awkward. Like I didn't understand did what his, was Did about. his
3: babysitter molest him? No, dude. Like,
1: cause that's what it felt like. It felt like it goes, to, it cuts to the scene of him being a very like young kid with his babysitter, like I was in love taking once. off her jacket to like sexy music or whatever. And, then it's like, by and that's salt and why pepper. I don't believe in love. It was like, Oh God, like what happened? <laughs> well, he was yeah. in love
0: with her and then it, it things didn't work out. And I was like, what the fuck
3: is going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, do, do we skip over his tragic uh, mommy issues backstory or do you, you do you want to
3: yeah so it goes back to him as a child and um, this you see this right away in the beginning where um, his mom tucks him into bed at night and she's very sad you can tell he's asleep in bed she closes the door turn the lights off and then the next morning he sees a note on the box of Captain Crunch where sponsored, she... sponsored. where it says that she left them her whole family, her whole life to be with some guy to move to Chile, which I assume she just left to be with someone related to Pedro Pascal because they're from Chile.
1: Right there. Like, if you're going to abandon well, your kid for a guy, it's probably Pedro
2: Pascal. I mean, but she could have gone to Malaysia.
3: <laughs> oh, No, boy. that's only for Malaysian she women. Could, uh, she couldn't
2: compete with the men, women there. Yeah, the men go to Malaysia, the women go to Chile.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they go to Chile to be with the Pascal family. <laughs> uh-huh. And but I don't so get then, it. Like,
0: le- oh, go on. Go on.
2: No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm almost questions.
3: done. And then I think I'm going to just <laughs> kind of keep going through some of the plot here so that we can just kind of yeah. go through it. So, um... Her, His grandpa, one of the only characters I genuinely like in this, is like, your mom's gone, son. Uh, and um, he, uh, from that point on, uh, he is raised by his grandpa, and he is left to assume that love makes you selfish, irresponsible, um, uh, makes you abandon all your instincts as a mm-hmm. mom. These are all facts. And from that point on, he is like, the most toxic love avoidant... Because I think I'm kind of a love avoidant person. He <laughs> is like the extreme, like, toxic example. Because And then you see this flashback, oh. or like this montage of women throughout his whole life saying, oh, I love you, I love you. So you see this whole montage of him, uh, of women professing their love to him over his life. And then he just says to everyone, I just don't ever see myself feeling the same way about you. And then Which all is- the women, like... Punch him, slap him, throw a cupcake cupcake in his face. And so he's just like, I can't catch a break. Why do all these women love me? I guess I'm just Chris Evans.
2: (laughs) And then he turns into Frank Sinatra.
3: Yes. And then you see his... um, his, So from then on, his heart was not on his sleeve. His heart had left his body and became (laughs) a different persona.
0: Is that what happened?
3: Because I think... There's something to that effect that he says, like "I don't wear my heart on my sleeve." Okay. It's just a.
1: It's different... in the corner, chain smoking.
3: Yeah, I think he said <laughs> my heart full... left. <laughs> yes. So his his heart is Frank Sinatra, like full suit and tie, fedora, smoking, always, always just looking like malnourished and like ill. Like yeah, <laughs> I think I think one
1: thing to clarify before we get too much farther is like this movie is going for like quirk with a capital q oh, yeah. like so there's a lot of just like these constant like goofy little montages like you know quick like flashback kind of things with like the sound like as it goes like into the flashback and Impact like little noises. like you mm-hmm. know you got like his heart is also played by chris evans and like also in the corner like it, yeah. it's just got a lot of those like it's really trying to go for like a 500 days of summer <sighs> juno like early two, th- 2010s Kind of movie. Yeah. It tried I mean, it re- missed it. Yeah, like, it, it tried really hard
2: to be like quirky and funny, um, uh-huh. and failed on every count. Like using a lot
1: of devices to like show little things yeah. happening. Chris and, like,
2: Evans is sad in this scene, so he's black and white, but the rest of the world's in color.
1: Yeah, like that. Like kind of like a lot
3: of visual,
1: like whatever
3: kind of things. Because I can understand wanting to like do a movie that's not necessarily a love story, but about love like 500 days of summer was mm-hmm. this misses the mark so much because it also wants to genuinely be a love story. You can't have the same. You can't really, in my opinion and do both. Well, unpack love and then have it be a rom-com ending where they go to the airport. And like it's both you, chi- you cheapen both of them by doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Oh. It's trying to go for, like, a combination of every rom-com that's ever existed and, like, packing them, like, all into one movie. Yeah. But oh, he's
0: such a miserable asshole that it's, yeah. like, it's, I so, know. He's not, it's, he's so it's distancing. Yeah, he's not it's, endearing. I was so, ben rooting see, so hard for him to And she is end. also yeah. kind of a miserable asshole, and I don't know if I like her either. So I'm, like, I don't root for either of them. I root for the friends. Yeah. What are they doing?
3: Right, so then we see his group of friends um, after he met her at the dinner party, and then she we learn that she has a boyfriend called Stuffy Ian Ione from
0: Mr. Fantastic, and he's Johnny yeah. Storm. So.
3: Yes, and uh, oh, so apparently she's with him, and so all of her all of their friends converge, and they're all writers living in Venice, and so we meet Aubrey Plaza, who does one woman shows we meet a martin Starr who has not completed a single project but started like 20 they say Um, classic luke wilson who why is he there you know how i kill infatuation with a gun
2: (laughs) when i meet a hot girl i'll just look for one flaw whether she's pigeon-toed or knock-kneed or just not very polite i focus on that one flaw till i'm not attracted anymore you know, Ooh. works perfectly. How do you think I don't cheat on my life
3: Oh, so you did.
1: <laughs> no wonder your marriage is so happy.
3: Oh, and they're all at a gun. They're all at a gun range, and then a, while all they're shooting, LA <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> all all LA
1: writers are very pro-gun. Like I, yes. you know, I support the NRA hardcore.
3: Oh, yeah. And then Look, Chris I really Evans don't. I just is like. like... <laughs> and then Luke it's Wilson's character is introduced. Like... And they're like, I don't really know why he hangs out with us, but he does. And I just want to preface by saying something real quick about Luke Wilson. He is a rom-com heavyweight. Oh, yeah. He, his role as Emmett in Legally Blonde goes down as one of the best boyfriends in the rom-com canon. This is a hill I will die on. And he is wasted in this. His yeah. charisma yes. and sex appeal are wasted in this.
0: Besides um, Till for Grace, all of them are wasted in this. In my yeah. opinion. I'll Martin Star too. gets to shine yeah. a little, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. Have we, all kind of...
2: have we mentioned that this whole movie takes place on one street in Venice Beach?
0: I was going to ask, was that Venice <laughs> Beach? Because I was yes, like, I is. see this in their flashbacks. I see this in their bar. Are they yeah. living above this place? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can Every
2: place they go... I've been there. They're on one single block in Venice Beach, California, uh, except for the very end of the movie.
3: (laughs) Where they go to San Fran. And so, yeah, they're uh, they're all kind of unpacking, like, well, you met this girl. So they're all just ping-ponging their own ideas about love and art and writing and it's uh, apparently none of them are currently working on any projects because they have a lot of time
1: that is actually um that is accurate (laughs) to to la writers especially right now they we do just sit around and we're not actually working on anything
3: so this movie is a documentary
2: Yes. That, honestly, the most like true to form shot in the whole movie is when Chris Evans opens his computer and just stares at a blank final draft document <laughs> for like twenty minutes.
3: I've been there. That's <laughs> true. And then, um, uh, before we uh, the they pan to all his friends. Uh, he we learn that he's desperate to know her name, so he goes up to the charity, uh, the. The, sort of the admin, administrator of the charity event And he steals the guest book Trying yeah. to find her That's not cool man And he I, I really want to know his thought process but
2: Because he doesn't know her name He's just going to look at every name And be like nah she doesn't seem like a Mary Nah definitely not a Francis. God I hope she's not a chastity Oh, I
3: know I'm like You know what dude
2: What if yeah, your also, grandma
3: was named chastity Like yes. fuck off
0: what about Facebook? Just look him up on Facebook. But yeah, no, instead, dude. <laughs> instead, he goes to all these charity events, which I'm sure Lily will get to. It's just, why not just look, because I'm sure you put your last name too in the guest yeah. book. That's what I do. I say Wesley Erickson has been uh-huh. here. So why not yeah. just look up Chastity Brown? Is she uh, Chastity Brown on Facebook or Google or whatever? Yep. No? Okay. There's yeah. better ways. So
3: then- very better way so he goes to his grandpa I should know. And he... i'm a stalker <laughs> you should know um and his grandpa says you gotta search like columbo sure okay and so <laughs> okay. um chris evans and topher grace make rounds at all these charity events which cost a ton of money but hoping he'll run into her and after this plethora of events again another kind of obnoxious montage he um he is embarrassed at at one when he has to host, when he has to when Patrick Warburton like puts him on the spot to give a speech because apparently he's told these insane stories about how he like when did all the these frogs. amazing all these philanthropic things and now Patrick Warburton's like give a speech. Um Peter. and then Peter gotta give a speech, Peter. And he sees her at the charity event and she's just like what? what? Oh my god! And the hair's blowing in her hair. It's The air is blowing in her, <laughs> the her hair. The hair blowing is blowing in her hair. In her hair, it's her such hair a hairy is so scene. hairy. <laughs> it's like Cousin it's It all hair. over there. It's so hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they um, yeah, so then they, they, they talk again and they reconnect and it's just, it's just great. And um, so then they decide to go on a friend date. And so whatever that is i think they go to um what like if just walking around or something they go to some venice
2: beach restaurant i'll tell you
0: that (laughs) they also copy uh uh goodwill hunting and they go to like a novelty shop and start dressing up they literally copied
3: goodwill hunting which is such a funny charming like we both kind of don't have a lot of money to spend on dates so we're just kind of like hanging out like a great like I feel like this would have worked better if they were both 10 years younger where it's like, you guys are like well into your (laughs) thirties. I don't feel like this plays the same way. We don't have a
2: lot of money, but we can afford to go to like $2,500 a plate charity balls over and over again. Yeah. But then we got to chill
3: in this thrift store. Yeah. So that felt kind of weird. I'm like, that feels like a 20 something thing to do on a date. I feel like when you're paying, what was it like 500 a plate? Yeah. At the, yeah. At the charity event, go to dinner. Go to a dinner, <laughs> like go an adult. Go to a charity. <laughs> yeah. Go to another ob- charity obviously event. Obviously afford it. Because supposed so to just be she.
1: friends, anyways. It really shouldn't be trying to make a date out of it because she has a boyfriend.
3: Yeah. She keeps Stuffies. dating. Uh. Yes. And, um, yeah. So then they, um, he goes. To, they reconnect and they go on a friend date. And then he, and then her car won't start. And so <gasps> he has to drive her home and miss poker with his friends. Oh, The sacrifice. The sacrifice. And then we see all the friends poker again. And gun
0: range. That's what the, 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 <laughs> the guys like to do. They're, That's what I do with
3: my writer friends. Apparently they're here. just
0: cowboys. <laughs> just like guns <laughs> and poker.
3: And then we see them at a bowling alley where no one knows how to bowl. No, everyone's <laughs> terrible.
2: Well, I think I think Martin Starr throws a ball like three lanes over or
3: something, and Aubrey's just like throwing them like overhand. overhand. Yeah, and you see, you do hear you... the PA like stop throwing them.
0: <laughs> do you think this was their way of just being like the director was like, "What do you guys want to do? What's so funny that you... make it funny? Make it good. How do you bowl?" And then. Mar- And then they're just doing a bunch of gigs and they're like, I'll throw it over here. I'll throw it overhand. I I can only imagine it was like
2: Paul Feig style directing where he just says, do something funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then like Aubrey is like throwing bowling balls at Chris Evans at one point.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It gets really intense. And I also, I got to credit the writers because what do you think when you think of romance in Venice beach? bowling bowling
0: okay to be honest i regret not going bowling in venice beach now i actually i was kind (laughs) of like i want to go bowling i want to go i want to be in la right now bowling with you guys but (laughs) for next
2: time yeah yes next time we'll we'll book a we'll book a lane
3: a venice beach lane Yay! and so there he's again they have nothing else to talk about other than him trying to bang this chick who has a boyfriend yeah yeah like that's the crux yeah. of their then that's the thing too i feel like a lot of really good rom-coms it's like they're interesting funny people leading intro like dynamic lives and then there's also this other love story happening but there's mm-hmm. other things happening mm-hmm. like no. i i did turn yeah. to
1: peter at this point and this is this is kind of like just a trope in romantic like rom-com movies anyways but like have you ever just like been chilling with a group of your friends and like the only thing you guys can possibly talk about is like specifically your love life and nothing else. Like they don't have other lives. It's just your love life. And then also like this, like all like, Oh, I'm so clueless. Like, I don't really understand why I keep hanging out with like this girl. And then one of your friends turns to you and goes, Dude, you're falling for her. Like, what? is that how you ever realized you had hey, a crush on someone? It took one of your friends Let's get into you? it.
0: How's your love life right now? <laughs> what who are you seeing? <laughs>
2: anyway, <laughs> Sam, how is your sex
0: life?
1: <laughs> yeah, <how's> also your... <laughs> non-existent.
0: <laughs> Tell me about I'm your celibate. love.
1: Oh. Do you know
0: what love is? Should we talk about love? What is your mm-hmm. definition of love? Are let's you falling Oh, God. Lily, love, go, go, Tell go. Me.
3: go, 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 go. Yeah, and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's weird too because I think a lot of the times, not even rom-coms, but just movies that contain love stories, uh-huh. there's there's a lot of interesting stuff already in motion, or there's there's stuff happening where a lot of the times they can't think about love, or like they have to think about, you know, like their jobs or a lot of the times like there's a war going on so they have to be shipped off so they can't really think (laughs) about it a lot of times there's a war going on the reason that this i
1: think this suffers (laughs) is because it's trying to be so meta he's a screenwriter trying to write a Mm rom-com and so that's the only like side thing from the rom-com is him trying to write a rom-com barely does that yeah
2: they're like i I forgot that he was a writer till all of a sudden anthony mackie was like you gotta write Like, oh, yeah, I forgot he writes. But
0: but the (laughs) thing, too, is like he's having these conversations in his head writing this, but it really can show that these are just voices in the right in like the person who wrote this movie's head and not real people, because I don't know, I I I imagine conversations sometimes just to have a dialogue with myself. And that's what Mm -hmm. it sounds like in this movie But they're not real people. They're just having dialogue. Because everything's
1: just focused on him and his And they're parrying each other. No one else has anything going on in their lives outside of it.
2: Well, if you guys remember, Chris Evans actually gives away the secret of being a fake writer. Uh, You have to pretend you're the character. Oh, mm. wow. That's it.
3: <laughs> that's the
1: that's silence it. that that was meant with.
2: Like, wow, imagine if I was this person. Uh-huh, that's supposed that's writing,
0: like, dude.
1: blow our minds. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yes, so that's that's what writing is. <laughs> I was waiting for
0: a point, actually. I thought <laughs> no, you were going like,
1: yeah, no, to, like, you're waiting. You just have to pretend
0: stopped. to be the character and dot, dot, it's dot. Like,
2: well, yeah, it's like that fucking uh, Ian McKellen line where it's like, let me tell you the secret of how I'm a great actor. I pretend. Oh
0: yeah, my God. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And that's the thing too. Like just kind of one more thing about just sure. the whole conversation about the friends and like the meta-ness. Cause I feel like, and I don't know how many people here have watched it, but the thing with sex in the city. Oh, that yes, makes I've it, watched <laughs> sex in the city. That makes it interesting. And that made it a good show was that there's these four single girls always shooting the shit at some restaurant talking about their dates, their guys, but also their careers moving into an apartment living in New York. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. are they, are they spending too much money on shopping? What, yes. What made
1: that sex in the city work is that it is a romance show, but at yes. its
3: core, what it's actually
1: about is these four women and their friendship with each other. And all the romantic stuff is just kind of like hovering on the outside of that.
3: Right. That's what What made the show good. And the movie's Mm. terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, and the thing too is what the writer said about that, about sex in the city is, you know, Miranda's the career woman, Charlotte's the heart, Samantha's the sex. And so they all talk to Carrie, who is the writer, who is like, those are the, those are the aspects of womanhood that they, they want to encapsulate. So you want, The career, the sex life, the family, the domesticity, but also, like, the, you know, the freedom. And this just doesn't, and that's what made it good, is there are all these unique archetypes. Mm -hmm. And that's just, they missed what makes the friend group... And they try, because I feel like oh, what they're they trying try. to go for with this is that
1: Topher Grace is the heart, yes! he's the writer friend who's, like, always oh, reading, like, romantic books, and he knows, like, how a rom-com is supposed to work, and he keeps, like, trying to be, like, you know, giving him advice, and, like, he's, like, you know, truly, like, the romantic of their friend group. But honestly, I can't really tell you what the rest of the friends stood for. They are just kind of, like, there, and each had, like, a little random weird thing that they did.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it's weird, too, because Topher... The, we see, again, there's just... The hard part about talking about this movie is there's a lot of two-second two flashbacks and stuff that I want to mm-hmm. get to and I want to bring yeah. up. But so they the mean way, nothing. Yeah, I think, so like, yeah. the way Topher Grace and Chris Evans met was Topher Grace set down a box, a package, next to Chris Evans. Actually, not super close to him. A little... on uh, Kind of on a separate table. On a table. separate table. table. And then Chris Evans looks at Topher and goes, hey, you left something. Grabs the package. And then a chase sequence ensues <laughs> where Topher Grace tries to jump the gate. He can't. And then he's like, oh, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, it's just, it's just this book. I, I leave it around for everyone. You can't do that. It's after 9-11. You can't just leave a package. And I'm like, oh, my God. a up.
2: social experiment.
0: But and also then, so to that he point. Leaves. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go on.
3: So he leaves, the thing about Topher Grace, he leaves copies of, I believe, Gabriel Garcia Marquez's Love in the Time of Cholera. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Which is a thing I've seen on social media where people leave books out. But not like that. (laughs) Not
2: that in weird butcher paper on a cafe table (laughs) in the
0: middle of Venice Beach. (laughs) I love in that scene, too, it was his flashback. And so, you know, Chris Evans prefaces it also there's so much narration oh my god yeah it's like it's got it's, it's got like got watching intro. an episode of you it's like what oh my on? god yes but what i was gonna say is he's like he's you know this is topher grace or whatever his name is he's been my best friend ever since we met cut to like a year before they don't look any younger or anything no. like Chris Evans, I think, has glasses or, or what Topher Grace doesn't have glasses and Chris Evans has a hoodie on. And that's it. Yeah. But it's like I was expecting some like childhood thing. But it was really mm-hmm. like when we were three months ago Yeah, we met last friends. week and now we're best friends. <laughs> we're best friends. We know everything about each other. It's like, why not just go younger?
1: yeah and one more thing just on all of these like crazy like flashbacks and like like kind of was saying earlier, like all the things that make it quirky. it feels like most movies that do this pick like a couple little things, like either it's you know constant little flashbacks or like voiceover, like a narration or like uh you know weird little cuts to like animated sequence, which this movie also has mm-hmm. uh but this movie's like with I feel like the philosophy with this was like everything but the kitchen sink with like. All of the plot devices, and it's constant. I think Lily, what you said about this movie really needed some Adderall. Like that is one hundred percent because it was like just focus. You got a simple plot. Just, just get us
2: through. But Sam, if we didn't have all these thousands of asides, the movie would only be twenty-five minutes long. <laughs> True.
1: Yeah, but even and I...
0: still, I feel like the quirkiness of it, like, didn't show through in anything else except the flashbacks.
2: No, it's so. so I thought si- it's, it's. I like thought it was a, gonna
0: be more stylistic, even in the regular world, but it was like regular world, regular world,
2: yeah. Stars TV, like,
0: and then we go to flashbacks.
2: Yeah, because it's got all these like, it's got a lot of quirkiness, but it's also very cynical about quirkiness. Uh, like this they,
1: movie hates itself. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: they don't commit to
2: <laughs> and anything, and I hate it. And you can see it, and they're just like, yeah, sure, fucking this now. Um
3: yeah cause you see this moment where Aubrey Plaza in a, in another flashback where she's talking about how she hooked up with Kyle Mooney, and so then you see Chris <clears throat> Evans in drag as Aubrey Plaza and then Michelle Monahan as Kyle Mooney, and it's like, oh, before I knew it, he had his tongue down my throat and blah 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 and then he's like, oh my my penis hurts can you can you oh, make yeah. it better? <laughs> can you and then? it does that gross thing where Michelle Monaghan as a dude pushes Chris Evans head down to her crotch. It's yeah. so gross. It's lewd. It's not funny. Oh. And this I, is supposed I will to be say a that. I actually that... like that scene. You liked. <laughs> that, okay. This is supposed to be only scene, that though, scene of, of <laughs> Plaza
1: talking about how she invited him over to just hang out as friends. And like, Th- that, like, you know, that is a thing. Like, sometimes you have, like, a guy friend and, like, you really, they are just friends, but they like you. But, like, you, ne- like, I-, I don't believe that it would have ever gotten that far of, like, hey, we're just friends, but, yeah, sure, I'll let you, like, push my head down. Like, you know, like, that's not... Well, Sam, you're it's forgetting gross. the lesson
2: that Harry, with that when Harry met Sally taught us. Men and women can't be friends.
1: It's impossible. That's why Peter and I are mortal enemies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> It's true. And... So, oh, and then when I just got to bring up this one thing because I know Sam, you touched on the racism in this movie. Oh God, yeah. Oh God. So when you first see Topher for Grace, the actual first time they're at a cafe, oh, no. oh, yeah. he sits down and he said, "What's up, N-word."
0: but he says oh and god, he doesn't the say least
1: this. of it though there's yeah. like so much like every like they have like i cuz so so chris evans whole thing about like to be a writer i have to put myself in the character's roles so that's why like all of these flashbacks he becomes whatever character is that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And they do this like awful scene where he's talking about how he saw some like Korean, like soap opera drama. And then him and Michelle Monaghan, like go into like a really like racist scene of them, like pretending to be Korean. And it is just so cringy. And
3: then in the scene, they both reveal that they're both transgender
1: oh god like
3: no it's just like who but not they don't use trans it's like this weird gimmick that's like a punch that's like a punchline. yeah
0: well the other weird weird racist thing is like they they had uh you know they have him kind of in a uh uh, his mind palace i'm gonna call it on venice Mm -hmm. block whatever and he's like you see a lot of people who shouldn't be together, or like don't look like they should be together, and like the first three people are like interracial couples, and I was like, yeah, "What uh... the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like the first three people were, yes, one was nerdy, one was hot, one was like a dork, and this... one was a wrestler, but it was still like they're they're interracial. Is there I, are you saying you're... something? I know they What's shouldn't the be together. You
3: notice, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm uncomfortable with this message if this is yeah, this, what you're trying this to is say. A, this
3: is like a pre-loving versus Virginia. Like, <laughs> oh God's God, love does. story. It's not cool. I mean, yeah, and it's... And the only time it felt like you had a character of color was Anthony Mackie and he was just spewing, mm-hmm. like, horribly. He was just awful. Misogynistic and, like...
0: So you got a misogynist, you got a racist, you got... Sexist and Uh, yeah, and yeah, and
1: other than Anthony Mackie, yeah, I think every other main character is very white, like super
3: white, yeah,
0: super white,
3: yeah, and then there's a joke too, and then the last thing before I bring back to the story and kind of wrap the last half of it up is when they're all together it's when they're at the beach and they're um martin star's van which is apparently like disgusting and no one wants to go into and no one told topher grace that they were meeting at the van not his house because he doesn't have a house or something and aubrey plaza like makes this offhand comment to luke wilson like yeah like that time you tried to finger me
0: yeah that was that seemed another like a friend like um like everybody has a crush on Aubrey Plaza apparently, or just. But wants But Aubrey
3: Plaza car. has a crush on Chris Evans, <laughs> and they they are friends with benefits. They do say that um, yes. earlier in the movie that they have hooked up, and it's like whatever. But then, as the story progresses, you learn that Aubrey is in love with Chris because he is because Chris Evans. Can't have it's under
0: women and men being friends,
3: exactly. Yeah. One and has I don't to be in love with them. Yeah. And so then, let's see, so yep, so uh, he drove her because her car wouldn't start, he shows up for the cha- the next charity event, it's actually her yoga class, and that's kind of cute when they're like doing uh, the poses uh, together, uh. Um, it and it's, <laughs> in the description I'm reading right now, that they go to her yoga class, their connection continues to strengthen. Hey, that, I'm pretty
2: sure that's just the script, directly. <laughs> Scene after scene, their connection continues to strengthen.
3: And then they're in a cafe and he asks her about stuffy. She describes him as stable, safe, and liked by her family and friends. And then her dream wedding is one of the heart sculptures in San Francisco. Because she's like, oh, what's your dream wedding? And I don't think a lot of dudes have a dream wedding. Uh, And then he finally confesses he likes her and she won't change her plan. And that's like, it's like, come on. Like, yeah, he likes you. He's going to a yoga class. He fixed your car. Like, you. she's... That's the thing where you were saying, like, she's stringing him along. He doesn't respect her boundaries. I don't really even feel... I mean, maybe a little bit, but to be honest, I think she
1: just sees him as, like, a friend. And I think okay. it's perfectly okay for her to want to do these things and hang out with him because she's made it very clear We are just friends. I am very happy in my relationship. And I guess that's part of, like, the one of the other major problems with this movie is that, like, the central conflict of, like, the classic, like, they fall in love, but, like, one of them's with someone else. And then, like, usually the movie then goes to, like, great lengths to show you that this other person that they're with is, like, totally wrong for them. Like, you see that they really like each other. But I feel like this movie you don't really see that there's anything particularly wrong with the guy that she's with. And she keeps saying like, I'm very happy with him. I don't want things to happen with you. And he just like keeps pursuing her. I'm pretty but sure.
0: Sam, like she, she kind of flirts with him all the way through. I mean, I don't know what flirting is to you, but that feels a lot like flirting. If you're both doing that, I don't know. That, yeah. th- it, I, feel like I don't, it seems I don't like know she, how many people would
3: do a... those, those kind of yoga moves. Like yeah, I feel like underwear. it
0: has to cross your mind of like, oh yeah, this guy is whatever. But, but I guess also... it's just like
1: she keeps saying like, like I don't know. I I felt like it was still mostly on him. Yeah, and that's sure. why I was so not rooting for them to be together because like everything he did was just like, dude, just leave her alone.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, I I don't like her either, just because like again she. She has a boyfriend. She could do this. I feel like that's crossing a boundary of two where it's like, I just met a guy and I I have some chemistry with him. And they clearly do have chemistry. And she's like, let's do a friend date six times a day. Really. I, I don't know, and then I, I don't like Chris, both of them. To be clear,
2: yeah, <laughs> and then Chris Evans explicitly says, "Like, well, maybe we should just have sex then, make it less weird."
3: And then I love her line. My favorite line in the movie is, "How does you getting laid help me?" Yeah,
2: <laughs> I she goes along loved with it. That.
3: Yeah, which no, I don't but like. I, but I loved right. how she's like, "You just want to like, how does that help me decide if my." fiance is the right guy for me. Like, yeah, I guess I I do like like that. I guess the other thing
1: I'll say, and this is like, I don't think this is correct. And I think this is a bad interpretation of what like people think guys want to see in movies, but this feels like they were trying to make a rom-com like, for men like four guys who would normally want to go see the action movie it's like let's make a rom-com that the dudes can get behind and like and i don't <laughs> think guys actually do uh, clearly the two guys in our
3: podcast hated it like it's not <laughs> like it's like a very stereotypical like this is this would, dudes want like well and i think that whole this whole concept sam that you took tu- that you just brought up was like the idea that like romance movies and genre stuff is really gendered because the matrix has a very famous love story and i know a lot of guys and girls who both like the matrix yes like so you can have like action doesn't negate love and love uh-huh. doesn't negate action like uh-huh. you can have both things but it's when you try to do meta, cynical, and heartfelt and wholesome and earnest. Mm. Like, that's where you can't do both. But you can do action and love in the same movie.
0: Mm-hmm. You can yeah. also do a rom com for dudes. It's called Goodwill Hunting. We just mentioned <laughs> yeah. it. It's yeah. amazing. It's I from want
3: him to end up with Ben Affleck. I can't help it. I <laughs> wanna... Ben <laughs> Affleck is like the dude. love of his that's life in that.
1: It feels you like a pitch it was. Because this was made kind of like I, I, you know, I said this to Peter, too, when we were watching it. Like this was kind of made in like a rom-com like dead era. Like I feel like a few years later, there was like a big resurgence of rom-coms and like a lot of really great ones came out. But this was kind of like that period where like rom-coms were kind of like looked down on and like not as cool. And like studios didn't want to make them because it was like, well, we'll only get like a female audience. That's not going to like make us a lot of money if we can't
3: make something that appeals To men and women. This, right, because this still feels like the gay best friend era, for sure. Well, Mm -hmm. because,
0: are you saying that? Because Topher Grace is gay in this (laughs) (laughs) and the best friend? Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, But yeah, it just feels (laughs) like the pitch was like, well, let's get, you know, freaking Captain America and like, you know, all these people, like Luke Wilson and like, you know, we're going to make a romance movie for the bros.
0: If yeah. this was um. Aubrey Plaza and Topher Grace, I would have had a much easier oh, yeah. time watching it. I don't oh, know 100%. if I would have liked it, but no,
1: I don't know if I would have liked it. But I would have at least been like, okay. Yeah. But also, Chris
0: Evans is like, I'm such a loser. Loser is I, and it's like, nah, dude, I think this is what the writer wants to be like. I mean, the yeah. the fantasies of him are it's in a self-insert. fedora for God's sake. You know, like yeah. that's I just imagine what the writer looks uh. like. And what he wants Lily, to look like.
2: Yeah, Lily. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't remember anything else that happens in this movie besides the ending.
3: Sure. Like, I don't
0: know
2: how much is left, but not like... a lot.
3: I'm gonna quick get through the ending, and yeah, then we'll cool. we'll discuss. Um, so, um, at home, they talk about um, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So then, yeah, he confesses he likes her. She won't change her plan. And then he looks at, and I, there were, I'm not gonna lie, there were a few moments that if they were mined correctly, would have made a better movie. Um, so he goes home and he looks at the note that his mom left on the Cap'n Crunch box. Looking at his note, and then, um, it it feels like, okay, his heart's opening. He's looking at that and he's like, okay, this is why I'm love avoidant. This is why I can't have a serious relationship. There's some introspection going on. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um... And then they, then, then they go to um, handball with his grandpa and Topher. And apparently his grandpa and Topher are like really hitting it off. And there are a few funny lines where it's like, wait, you guys hang out? I don't have a grandpa. Be cool about it. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, um, and then so she calls him because she can't get him out of her head. And before long, they have sex. And then the <gasps> first time, he doesn't feel guilty because he actually cares about her. Whoa, fireworks. Wow. What oh, I a do novel that idea. Part, just being like, what wait, <laughs> oh
1: though, no, actually, no, I I'm sorry, and I'll I'll let you keep going through the plot. It's I okay. remember what our reaction was. His whole thing is like, wow, this is the first time I've like hooked up with someone like and not felt guilty. It's like, this is absolutely the time that you
3: should feel guilty. You like yeah. she has a boyfriend. Yeah. This is not a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not cool. Also, again. This man is in his 30s. He's acting like he's 20.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
3: I'm saying Um. Chris Evans looks great at any age, but this part seems like it should be written for someone, like, in college. Um, Okay, so. Then, um, for the first time, he doesn't feel guilty, but then she feels really bad, and she... um, yeah, so she calls him again. Well, they kind of have a fight, and he leaves, of course. That's what everyone does, apparently. Classic. And then she learns that he, because Patrick Warburton uh, uh, confronts him at a dinner at the restaurant. They're at, and he's like, hey, I haven't seen you at the uh, frog event, so where have you been? Don't you care about the frogs? And then he's like, he's then it, like, blows her mind that he would lie about charity events. Like, <laughs> you did da- you
0: know, do, you know. That kind of really... took me off guard too. Like what? I was, what? That's I was like, that's your.
3: Thing? I was like, that's your breaking point. He okay. It's mean, kind of a shitty thing to do, but yeah. He
0: coerced you. I don't know. Not, and that, then,
3: that um, let's see. So then he, she, you know, realizes he's lied about everything apparently, which not really he was just doing the charity circuit to find her, which is actually kind of sweet. And then, so then, this is when Aubrey Plaza confesses she loves him. And then the next morning she wakes up on, um, and then she, wait, she wakes him up with a phone call. And then she's, uh, she's already, Mallory is already, what? She's yeah. engaged. I don't. Mal-
0: Are, Mallory? It's hard when it's, when Mallory, she's a wait. pronoun, like her uh, is uh, a pronoun. Aubrey?
3: Or no, 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 Michelle. I already f- oh, okay. I already felt like they were engaged this whole movie. Yeah. That
1: then. was kind of confusing too, is like, it, it's, it feels like they're trying to make it like a revelation that like, now she's engaged and like, maybe she did, but like, it also was like, oh, they were I, already I living together. Already was.
3: Yeah. yeah. So that was weird. Um, and then at the night, um, let's see. So he goes to her apartment drunk. Great move. Always a great move. A plus. And then, Works yeah, I've
0: done time. it i've done it several times <laughs> mm-hmm. and then
3: we learn that um his grandpa has died and that's um sad for me because he was the only character i liked and then he, and then it kind of wakes him up and it's like oh life is short i gotta do stuff love matters i gotta be earnest <laughs> life now. is short i could die at 98 <laughs> exactly so then uh his writer's block melts away and he writes his rom-com with matthew morrison and ashley tisdale doing the multiple personality rom-com where they're like doing different races and different affectations of voices
1: like matthew morrison playing black female detective and ashley tisdale playing feisty hispanic Uh
2: uh-huh or or you you forget about ashley's ashley tisdale's recurring role Bitchy girlfriend <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry, I think it was bitch girlfriend.:
2: Bitch girlfriend, yes.:
3: It's great. It's great.' He has role a way with for words. women. Yeah. and then so he finally finishes the rom-com, and he finally um, and then Scott finally dates the guy who thought that Gladiator was a better love story than ghost. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Terminator. that's right. Yeah. Yes. And so then I have to he correct you. I have to correct me. And I then must he, correct you on that. And then he does the rom-com cliche that he was disavowing in the beginning. He flies to San Francisco. The he first time realizes, we ever leave Venice Beach. <laughs> first time we ever leave Venice Beach. And he gets in a taxi and he's like, take me to all the heart sculptures. Apparently, he already got his check for writing the rom-com because he can afford to just have a taxi driver just drive him around San Francisco. Around around God. san francisco to all the That's different like heart sculptures like an 800 taxi ride <laughs> without a tip yeah yeah and then he and then at, at the same time you see the wedding start to play like she's in the wedding dress mr F- captain Fan- captain fantastic <laughs> mr. mr fantastic mr fantastic is getting all dolled up who looks great in this movie um i feel bad
0: for him he didn't have anything he didn't have he anything like two in lines movie. in the whole movie yeah
3: that's
1: what I mean. Is like they didn't even give you a chance to show like, oh, yeah, they totally shouldn't be together. He's there for
3: like two seconds in both but, times. He's but, perfectly fine. He's fine. Sam, I feel- Sam, no, he's stuffy. <laughs> yeah, because he like talked Chris about how Evans. he got his shoes from Barney's. What's wrong with nice shoes?
0: I feel like Chris Evans was like, hey, back in my Fantastic Four days, I know this guy. He'll be in our movie. He's cheap. Let's cut it. I was like,
2: oh. He's not doing anything. Let's go. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I was like, (laughs) yeah and so then um, let's see she so then he goes to all these different places and as he's going to these different places a couple gets in the cab and she's like oh we want to see all the hearts with you okay great he's in the middle of these of this married couple and then all of a sudden these skateboarders are like oh the heart statue's that way and they all follow him in the cab then you realize that was a figment of his imagination it's still just him and the cab driver which I kind of liked that there was that distinction because it's like oh yeah when you're in love all this magic but it doesn't work because the whole time he's like this jaded asshole um so <laughs> then he sees the her right and then he sees where the the bow and arrow is and she uh has called off the wedding she did not marry him because Good. it just didn't feel right and it's just um but then you still see the this whole ensemble behind him but then it vanishes sometimes it's a yeah, sometimes they're there sometimes they're not it's and um, it's a little weird and takes away from the emotion between these two people, which should be the core of the movie. Um, and then he realizes that, um, yeah, he, he loves her and he says, I'm willing to regret you for the rest of my life.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember that one. <laughs> and then she says, I hate you. And he says, I love you, too. And then it ends.
3: And then he says, um, and then we go back to Venice, where his heart, Frank Sinatra, is smoking and starts to tap dance. And he said, oh "Love, God. love isn't a thinking thing; it's a feeling thing." I...
1: Wow. Okay. Write
3: your and he says like write your own story, kind of do your own rules. Yeah. And write then like smooth story, and assholes. then smooth jazz plays the end. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so I was going on the uh, as I regularly do before we record these episodes. I was going through the IMDb trivia. Ninety nine percent of the trivia is Chris Evans and this actor were also in another movie, and that was it. 1% of the trivia is Chris Evans' mom teaches tap dancing, so he does that when he's nervous.
1: <laughs> That's kind of adorable. I know.
3: Could they have used that more? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I want to say, because Peter and I were, like, taking bets on, like, how we thought this yeah. movie was going to end. And, like, I, they had such a missed opportunity, because, like, I was so sure this was all gonna end because he's writing a screenplay about like a rom-com screenplay Mm -hmm. i thought for sure whatever the final scene is like between them like the final kiss or whatever was gonna like cut out and then suddenly you'd see them replaced with ashley tisdale and matthew morrison and then it would be him at the premiere watching his movie that we just saw
2: yeah you know an ending that would kind of like tie everything together. Yeah, you
1: know.
0: Follow through.
2: Have some
1: like logic.
0: No, not. No. But no, tap dancing Chris Evans in a suit. Tap dancing Chris
1: Evans. <laughs>
0: there was one part of the movie that I actually liked. Um it was uh, uh it was when topher Grace calls him a self-absorbed asshole, but he also says <laughs> I, you haven't you haven't read even my book. What the hell is Which wrong with you? His-
3: a Marquez's book when he says that book is my art it's not it's no, not his art book. is
0: leaving the book places <laughs> but still I understand how important it is when you share a book with like no, a really important book with you to your friend and then he he basically pretends to read it and he says yeah. what's the, what's the name but I did like that n- now i the biggest takeaway I uh, take takeaway from this movie is uh, I want to read that book uh, mm-hmm. the, the what is it Love Our the time, time of Cholera Our, yeah yeah so and he explains that book and he says it's about it spoils it essentially and says you want to be on a boat with all your friends and hoist up the yellow flag that means cholera so the story goes a guy falls in love with a girl the second he meets her but it takes him a lifetime to finally get together when they do they end up on a boat And they realize the only way they can stay together is to never go ashore. So they raise the yellow cholera flag so no port will take them. And they drift out to sea till the end. And it makes you realize there are people in your life so important that they dwarf everything else. And it's up to you to figure out who they are. I really like that scene. That was really heartfelt when he's like panning over. Yeah, and his grandpa... <clears throat> she yeah, and his grandpa, seeing Martin Starr, seeing Aubrey Plaza.
3: I thought that but was the
0: best part of the movie. I seeing liked Topher that Grace.
1: sentiment, but, but I felt like he didn't give a shit about his friends for most of the movie. So I was like, "Why are they here? You don't care about them." Also, like,
0: Topher be on boat Grace wasn't on him. the boat. Yes, he was.
1: He was. Yeah, he, I, you you said this last night too. He's the first person that he sees oh, on the boat. Okay,
2: <laughs> I guess I just missed him.
1: Yeah, but because like you don't know there. what's going like, on. Yeah, no.
2: I was I was zoning out by the end of this. Peter movie. didn't
1: realize that Topher Grace was in this movie no. until like halfway, Dude, more than steamy.
0: halfway through. He's an absolute fucking snack in this. Oh my <laughs> god, I was god damn smoke show. I was like Topher, my my, uh, <laughs> Mister Topher, come on in. I got some See, brownies.
2: I'm not used to. Uh, I'm not used is. to Mister Grace <laughs> with uh with a beard. I I basically only know him from that '70s show, so if he doesn't have the weird Eric Foreman like swoopy hair, I don't recognize.
1: I him. even made a Spider-Man three reference the first time he popped on screen, so I thought like Peter yeah. understood why you I said, said that. You said the words "What the hell"? But that's I said kind it in- of a <laughs>
0: reference. Three. What the hell? That was the reference. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I like him at the wedding, or I'm sorry, not the wedding, the uh, $500 plate special charity. Aww. And when, when Matthew, what's his name, Warbuck? Or... Matthew,
2: Matthew Morrison?
0: No, sorry. Oh, Patrick Pat- Warburton. Patrick Warburton brings him up uh, to get him to have a speech, and then he's kind of bombing. <laughs> and then Topher Grace is like, you're not bombing! He <laughs> 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 just shout that out in the audience. Come well, I, I
3: like Topher Grace's character, too, when he first meets Michelle Monaghan at the first charity event that Ooh. apparently writers get invited to all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, he's this is right when Chris Evans sees that Michelle Monaghan is a boyfriend, and then Topher just looks, oh, he don't look so good. Did you have the crab? I had the crab.
0: <laughs> he he wasn't available that day. He wasn't yeah. available that day to shoot, so they ADR'd some lines in. <laughs> oh. I, uh, yeah. Neither act. Oh, oh! I was gonna say in that beginning part when he's talking about here's how the conversations go down when I break up with a per or when some woman tells me that she loves me, and and it has that montage of I love you, I love you, I love you. Those women don't feel heartbroken when he says that. They don't go. I get it. They act super fucking angry. Oh, they're and pissed. I was like, I don't know if I've ever experienced somebody so angry at i mean he's being honest once you yeah. want to dodge the bullet i don't know
3: <laughs> but the i way didn't feel he like that was... it is so condescending and like pseudo intellectual yeah i think they're... oh if so if you say to someone on the because one of the women is on the beach at sunset i love you i just don't ever see myself feeling the same way about you that is an asshole move yeah that is a dick move i suppose that is an asshole move because you could just say, not that. You could say something else. You could else. say so many <laughs> other things. You could no, just, But, like, yeah. I guess I guess what I
1: am annoyed with, like, with that whole, mon- like, I mean, there's a lot of things to be annoyed with with that whole montage. But, like, one of them is more like, and it's that montage, and then it's later when he decides to call up all these girls just to, like, find a hookup because he's trying ah. to forget Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. Is like, just the, like, assumption that, like, all these women would just, like die for a chance to like see him again even after he's maybe like brutally dumped them yeah. uh, and like that it's the most devastating thing that he doesn't love them back and like there's no like I don't know maybe some of those women are like in the same position as him it's like yeah sure a hookup's a hookup whatever like dude that one no girl one just
3: can... gets in the car with him and starts blowing him
1: and yeah. then the cop and gives... the cops
3: like yeah, yeah, and the cops then the yeah, cop... hell
1: yeah brother
3: I, I was, was like that. good <sighs> lord
0: I was like, what am what am I watching right now? And yeah. that 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 woman, Peyton List, she's in Mad Men. I know her for Mad mm. Men. Uh, but she looks a lot like Michelle, like the main I know. Kid. I yeah. actually got confused. So I thought that was her. Second. I was yeah. like, did did she just get in? And go go for it. Yeah. She changed her <laughs> <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> I was she like, really wait a minute, what? Her mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what what what's happening here? So, uh, but they just look alike.
3: Yeah, yeah. and. I, I'm just going to say the one part that I really, really want to bring up is, again, yes. my favorite character, the grandpa, who mm-hmm. um, he's talking. And I think it's sweet that like this guy is, I guess because his grandpa essentially raised him because he didn't have a dad um, when the mom left. Is um, He's saying, like, oh, I, I really like this girl. And he's like, when I met your mother, she was engaged to an Italian. And we were about to get shipped off uh, to fight. And so then you see this whole animation sequence. Yeah. Where he is like so it's a naval war that they're fighting. So I thought the grandpa was in the Pacific. Apparently he was also fighting Nazis because there's a line where it's like Nazis can't stand in the way of love or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it might then you be he like goes, he's
0: making it up. That's what well, that's what I took it as.
3: Yeah, and he's like, I swam through shark-infested waters to to get to get to your your grandmother. And then it's him, Chris Evans, as his grandpa, another flashback. And then um Stuffy is the Italian. He's like, Hey, excuse me, what what you doing here? And oh, then I he didn't,
2: I didn't notice that.
3: And then he punches yeah. him and then marries uh the grand the grandma, Michelle Monahan, and like the night she's got like the nineteen forties hairdo. And I'm like, just do make that the movie. Make the grandpa's story the whole movie. I know. Oh
2: yeah. There's like a there's like a a, like one of the rules of like movie making is don't reference a better movie (laughs) than (laughs) yours, and that's like (laughs) one. They talk about better movies and better books. And then every time they do like one of these like flashbacks or or anything else, almost all those stories are more interesting too. It's like, man, I kind of wish I was watching that. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Yeah,
3: I would love to see someone swim through shark-infested waters to break up a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, would be awesome. That'd be epic. Yes, that would be this, so good.
0: This had too many cultural references or too many yeah. like let's referencing yeah like what you said sam this is very meta and i didn't like that i would i would like something that went down too
3: many things yes and like chris evans has said i think when he was promoting the um before we go movie which also came out this year at a vanity fair like press thing where he was saying like he wants to do more rom-coms or like he's a romantic and stuff i'm like great just do better ones yeah (laughs) Because I like the idea that, like, this big Hollywood leading man who's, you know, Marvel, like, yeah, do a do a good one. But he uh, gonna...
0: looks so out of place being with, like, comedic a- – like, his group of friends were much funnier than him, much, yeah. like, off the cuff than him. So I will say that he should be in a romantic comedies, but maybe not, like, super comedic I- – I don't know, like – it didn't work that he was in that friend group because he brought nothing I, to the table.
3: Yeah, because yeah, I think I, because I think that's the fault of the writing in this movie because I've seen like in I mean a, like the the Avengers press junkets like when they're doing interviews he seems pretty funny to me when he's been on Ellen when he was in that Super Bowl commercial where it was all the actors from Boston like talking about like oh you gotta pack the cat you know like I thought he was pretty funny in that it's just. I I put that on the movie cuz I think if he was given the right material, I think he yeah. would do really good cuz he was good and funny in Knives Out.
2: Yeah, cuz I think he, I think Chris Evans can do comedy, but he yes. can't do
0: improv.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is Maybe okay. Maybe that's
0: what I'm trying to explain because I cuff. feel like those three, yeah, all those five friends of his are yeah. just so good at that that when he I don't feel
3: like I don't know if Luke Wilson can do off the cuff. And I love Luke Wilson. So I like... think he's
0: a ninja. There's like in improv, there's like the robot who spits facts. There's the pirate who's the crazy character. And then there's the ninja that kind of comes out of nowhere and is like, oh, my God, he is funny. You know, Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think he might be the ninja. Yeah. Or, well, no, robot is the logical one. The straight man. Anyway, sorry.
3: So, I think the time has oh. come. Um, any, any, any more thoughts? Any more quandaries? Demands? I, I, I
0: yeah. Like if there was oh. if there was anything else that happened to this movie, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I wanna I wanna say uh, an anecdote. I was in a student film that was very oh. much like this. Uh, mm. I was the main student. I was Chris Ooh. Chris Evans' part. Yeah, and it was <laughs> Wesley Arrington very... as Chris Evans. Ooh, uh. And again, it was, uh, it was, I think it it was a 16 minute short or whatever. And it was essentially like this where Mm -hmm. I was narrating and it was snarkiness and, you know, like my friends don't get me. I'm going to be a writer one day. And uh, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a stark reminder of this. This really does feel amateur. This feels like an yeah. amateur writer yeah. writing about his life thinking it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> These opinions uh, if, are incredible. <laughs> yeah. If IMDb
2: is to be believed, this was the writer's
0: first movie. That's what I was, well, that's what I saw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway,
0: that's all I had to say. It just reminded me like halfway through, I was like, I was in something like yeah,
2: this. Wait a minute! I did this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is
3: about me. <laughs> no, um, it is yeah, about me. And I just think the last <laughs> line too—it's about Sam. It's, no, I'm saying no, it's about, it's about, about me. me. It's about that's me. The, it's that's
1: That's his name—is me.
3: Hmm. Um, where he said, "You know, love isn't a thinking, <laughs> love isn't a thinking thing. It's a feeling oh. thing." But this whole movie, you've been like intellectualizing and overthinking and I haven't felt <laughs> you emote.
1: once yeah it was more like it felt like he meets her and then he just decides like you know what
3: okay i will say one time i'm gonna do this when they're at the grocery store and she's getting the the card for herself because her we learn that she's a child of suicide because before he killed himself his her dad gave her this birthday card Mm -hmm. and he seemed that moment i thought was the only like well thought out well executed because he did seem i will say i'll take it back i saw him emote there where he's yeah. really like, oh, you're opening up to me. Wow. Okay. So wow. that's the one good moment. He does I not return the favor, though.
1: No, he just no, like, He doesn't like, like be like, oh, yeah, my mom left me. So I'm also like, you know, lost. Like, mm-hmm. a I parent, got Like
3: Right. Like, know. let's talk about our grief and then make out. Like, yeah. mm.
0: <laughs> that's a first date. That's
2: an
3: <laughs>
0: aphrodisiac. Talk about your grief.
3: Oh, God. Talk about your grief in Venice Beach.
0: Oh yeah,
3: so this movie, <laughs> yes, all right, this movie shows up at a charity event mm-hmm. Do you steal the um what is it the the guest book do you yeah. this movie's the guest book do okay. you steal the guest book <laughs> and save it from obscurity, hoping to to reconnect? the great love story with the audience and this movie, mm-hmm, or do mm-hmm. you um, do the right thing and leave the guest book at <laughs> the charity administrator's <laughs> desk so that they can like, so that they can like do their job?
0: Yes. Oh um, my God. That's a good, good question.
1: question. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go up to this guest book, right? Oh, no. I'm going to look at it and be like, Hmm, this movie, right? This is this movie is this guest book. I'm going to pick up that guest book. And I'm gonna eat it as far away from me as I possibly can, where no one else can ever find it. Okay. Uh, so that's that's. I just wanted to eat something. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I, I'm very similar. I'm like so. I'm at the I'm at the charity gala, right? Um, drinks are drinks are free. Uh, I've already paid my $500 ticket to get in. I see this guest book, which is this movie. Um, everybody, it's an old style guest book. They've handwritten all their names in it, and I go, "Oh, oops!" And I bump into a waiter, and he spills the wine all over the guest book, so you can't really read it anymore. Um, yeah, this movie fucking sucked. This might be my least favorite movie we've watched
3: on the podcast. Yes, Amir
1: was enraged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it
3: so good. Terrible. No one was neutral. I'm really glad yeah. I got strong reactions, strong emotions for sure. That's good. Was... I'm glad I got that.
0: It was, yeah. I'm on kind of Peter's vein. Uh, I'm not gonna make it hard for like the receptionist. I'm just gonna, <laughs> like, you guys are yeeting Wesley's it. Wesley's gonna like, be a decent person. It's sh- like shitting on it. Like, I'll just, I'll just go up to it, look at it, be like, hmm, these are the names. One of them could be this movie. Could be one of these names. I'm gonna try to avoid all of those names so I don't have to run into this movie again. <laughs> That's what I'd say. So I I don't recommend pulling this out of obscurity.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I see this address book and I, you know, I got kind of dolled up for this charity event. So, and I, and I invited my friends to also sign the address book for this charity and look at all the names that signed this book. We saw, you know, all these great actors sign their name in the, in the address book, in the guest book, address book. Um, (laughs) and, and I look at it and I just realize, you know, we could do a lot better for guest books and guest books as a genre deserves redemption (laughs) and deserve to be like held in the esteem that they did back in the Nora Ephron guest book days. And, um, I, I look it over and again, I made all of you look at it and, um, (laughs) I close the book and I I walk away. I respectfully walk away.
0: Very
2: nice.
3: Is that our Lily? second unanimous
1: uh, send it to obscurity vote this season?
0: Yeah, third. 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 Did we send cousin? I it saved it to... Dinotopia. Oh, you did. Okay.
1: Yep. Yes, he did.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. But this, but fucking playing it cool is isn't even worth a hate watch. It's. <laughs>
1: It's not, I it's had not, fun hate watching it. I I had fun hate watching it. <laughs> yeah, I'd would say you ever I'd say watch, watch, it, watch it, it again. No,
0: no, absolutely not. If you want to watch it, watch it for the friends. Even though there was like one scene where they literally had the Bohemian Rhapsody like meme scene of like the oh, sixteen yeah. different cuts in one. I, it was like the first friend up meetup was that yeah. like, oh my god, there are so many cuts. We are cutting to everybody's reaction shot here. But anyway. Um, yeah. all right, well
2: next uh Sam, yes.
1: Yes you are our next Yes, I uh, picker. I have the the next pick. Ooh. So uh we are next going to be watching uh 1996's Freeway starring uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh Kiefer Sutherland, Brittany Murphy, Brooke think- Shields, yeah. uh and I'm just gonna tell you guys now. This is a retelling of the classic fairy tale, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh,
0: Freeway. All
1: right. Yep. Well, let's play that trailer.
2: You know, don't it bother you your own wife brain off all them strange guys for money?
0: I make her use mouthwash after.
2: Oh, you like that minty fresh taste, huh? The
0: sheriff's Department,
2: you're under arrest.
3: We're totally fucked. Just after you left, the pigs came and pinched Mom and Larry both. And my, my parole officer showed up like a motherfucking plague to take me off to foster care again. Just like last time.
2: So, uh, what did I call you?
1: I'm sorry,
0: my name is Bob Wilkins.
3: you the guy that's been killing all them girls on the freeway, Bob. If <laughs> you try anything, I'm gonna shoot you so many times! You
2: know, you should just let me out of the car when I asked you to, Bob!
1: We are not here to talk about me, Vanessa. We are here to talk about you! Get
3: your goddamn hands off of my anatomy! No! Uh-uh! You get all their panties off before I you really can't!
2: Claustrophobic!
3: Yeah, well, I get claustrophobic sucking strange dick! Get in there!
0: Drug addicts. Fathers who fuck their daughters drug-addicted motherfucking whores with their bastard fucking arm.
3: I ain't no trick, baby.
2: Why are
0: you doing this?
3: I'm pissed off. The whole world owes me. Is that you, Bob? I I can't believe such a teeny-weeny little gun makes such a big mess out of someone.
1: Yeah, so uh, tune in uh, next time uh, as we take on Little Red Riding Hood, sort of, maybe. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I've never seen
1: this, so it should be fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll give it, everything a shot, you know, even this movie. <laughs> we- this we'll was give a recommendation a from shot. my parents. So. Okay. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. cool. Have uh, it's original. Thank you, Lily, for bringing this movie. Thank I you. I mean that. I mean this, that. This no, this is a
1: great conversation I feel like yeah.
0: So. yeah. It needed to be resurfaced just this once so we could mm-hmm. bury the shit out of it. <laughs> uh-huh. Just get down.
3: Get down. Go. All right.
0: <laughs> so, this has been playing it cool with Wesley,
3: <laughs> uh, oh! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try okay. something
0: different. I'm Okay. Okay. Do it. Do it again. Do it again. I'm ready now. Uh, this has been playing it cool with your hosts Wesley, Peter,
1: Lily, and Sam.
0: And we just want to wish you all a goodbye from obscurity. Oh yeah! Play that smooth jazz. <laughs> smooth jazz. jazz. <laughs> <laughs>